The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free-flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another edition of the Ernest e. Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest E.J. Christian of NGSESports.com. Um, we're going to do something a little different today. A little different. Uh, as you guys know, I do the radio show, Ernest Speaking Radio Show, every Friday on the Happy Hour Network from 4 to 6 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, once again, shout out to my guys, uh, Ted Hicks and Lee Val, the heads of the network, for having me on there. Great home. I love doing the show on there live. It's a great time. Uh... We actually we had a we had Robert Latall Robert Latall of uh, BlackSportsOnline.com on the show with us um, this past Friday. Um, normal was well, supposed to be a normal interview, you know. As you know, guys know we have guests on there. A lot of guests come on the show every Friday, and you know that same the go the same old same old. They come in, give their takes, get out. Very simple. This interview went longer. <laughs> it it wasn't planned to. It was supposed to be like a fifteen minute interview tops, and ended up being a thirty something minute interview. Uh, it was a great, great time. Um, we we talked about many issues, many things, uh, not just sports related. Obviously, um, we were talking about, uh, as you guys know, the, the Mount Rushmore Mondays that I do every week now on social media on, on my pl- media platforms. Uh, last week's question, you know, Mount Rushmore uh, uh, topic was top Mount Rushmore of '90s sitcoms and all that, and he gave his, and that went to like that took a little eight minutes, ten minutes of uh, of discussions back and forth. Uh, Manny, pa- we talk about Pacquiao and Mayweather and the whole media aspect of whether uh, uh, secondary media will be able to get into the fight because of the demand. Um, we talk about the new show Empire that apparently everybody but but, but myself is watching these days. Um, and uh, you know we had we had a great time, great conversation about music and about the, the how how things have changed in the last uh, fifteen years since we were kids uh, in terms of access and and you know being able to. You know, music today how how's different from it was yesterday in terms of not the source of music, but more so the the way we receive things now in in the media. Things are a lot more accessible now as it was back as opposed to back in the day. So it was a great interview, and uh, I decided to make it a separate podcast because it was it was that interesting. So I wanted to put it aside for you guys. Um, uh, so it was Robert Robert Latall, a black CEO of BlackSportsOnline.com, um, was on the show. Me, G Stelio, and Rob. Follow Rob on Twitter, of course, at BSO. Enjoy the interview. Oh, our next guest is the CEO of Black Sports Online, my man, Mr. Robert Ladall. How you doing, man? Oh, man, I'm hanging in there. You know, I need some, uh, I think I, I'm going to need some Hooters tonight for the rest of these uh, games. I, I'm feeling <laughs> like it's a Hooters night. If you're treating them coming, no, well, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I, I got some coupons, so you know, I always got a little, hey, hey, hey. A little something. That. Ain't nothing wrong yeah, with that. Just, yeah. So if you don't okay. mind, like, you know, Grouponing it, you know, we all we all good. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Groupon. That's what I'm talking about. Um, before we get to any, any topics here, we were debating on, on the last minute about '90s sitcoms, about Rushmore '90s sitcoms, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. I told you off the air that the rule is you can't pick a show that started in the '80s and swung into the '90s. So with that being right. said, 
Robert Saul, give me your 90s Mount Rushmore sitcoms. Well, let's see. So first off, you know, I, I'm pretty sure this started in the 90s. Uh, Boy Meets World. That's correct. Uh, sim- uh-huh. Simply because of Topanga. Uh, uh, yeah. It's definitely on, on, the Mount, on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, Blossom, uh, because of Six. Uh, oh yeah, is, is on there. Is on there. Uh, let's see what else. Rob. Underrated, hot. She's underratedly hot. She really is underrated. Yeah, hot. yeah. Like, Under, underratedly uh, hot. Uh, let's see what else came out in the in the in the nineties. Uh, you know another. You know I, I think uh, was it. Um, well, Fresh Prince came out in the nineties. That's Fresh correct. Prince. You know what? what another another one I really liked that that started in the nineties. Uh, Ally McBeal. I was a uh, big. Uh, Ali McBeal fan. That's that's late nineties, uh, but I, I was a big yeah. Now he said big, big Ali McBeal. So I think I would go with uh, Fresh Prince, uh, Boy Meets World, Blossom, and and Ali McBeal if if they just had to start in the in the nineties and probably you know Boy Meets World as you know the the main the number one. If I had to go with the number one. You know what's funny though? I, I feel kind of good right now when you said Ali McBeal because I, I feel like I'm I'm now the, not the only male who loved that show. No, I loved I all those uh, white uh, sitcoms back in the in the day. Because uh, at, at that point in the '90s, we're talking. I'm in my uh, oh, what is that? I guess uh, it's going into my teens uh, years or around that time, uh, early early teens. So uh, you know, back then, you know, people, you know, the the, the the '90s babies probably don't even remember this. But you know, it you know, there was no. Uh, social media, there was no, you know, iPhones or Twitter or Instagram or the, you know, the internet was kind of in its infancy, you know, with the dial-up AOL uh, type of disc, uh, no no HD, no DVR. So those those TV shows, I mean, that pretty much was, you know, our entertainment. Either you were outside, mm-hmm, uh-huh. you know, playing uh, or playing like, you know, your old school Nintendo or, or your PS1, I guess that would have been around that time, your Sega. Uh, or, or you was watching TV. I mean, that's pretty much all you had. Uh, you know, the reason I like to think that I'm, uh, you know, pretty good at, at this sports thing is that when mm-hmm. I was young, I mean, it, it, you didn't have, like, all this communication. Like, you wasn't talking during the game. You literally had to just, you know, watch. Because that's all Absolutely. that was on. You know, so, you know, you watch basketball. You watch the full game. You watch football. You watch the full game, baseball, whatever. I used to watch anything that would come on. And, you know, you learn the game just by, you know, sitting and, and watching. Now, everything's a hot take. So I, I don't think people are actually watching <laughs> as much as they are kind of like half-looking and tweeting and Instagramming and vining, you know, why, why the games are on. That's really true. That, and I, it's funny. You make, it makes you appreciate. I was talking about this earlier, too, like with, with music. You know, one of the reasons why I think we're not going to be able to appreciate anything anymore because everything is so easily accessed now. So, mm-hmm. like, the, the idea of missing something, the idea of, okay, looking forward to something, you know, going to a concert, things like that. Like, they're not appreciating today's society because there's so much access. And, and look, I am grateful that we live in an era where we can have anything in our hands, anything. You know, we can have mm-hmm. music now digitally. You don't have to worry about it. But there's some, there's some value to be able to miss something and, and go years between albums and, and, and all these things. I, I feel like we, we, we miss that, and I think that's, that's, that's the, the, the downside of, of, of the uh, – of what we are now, 2015. You know, when I when I was in college at you know the Ohio State University, uh, we had this uh, record store on a uh, high. <laughs> Did you see anything like that? The Ohio State University. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the Ohio State. So 
so we had this record store. So, like, uh, you know, back then, you know, pretty much when, you know, people actually released, you know, CDs pretty regularly back then. It wasn't like you released 700 singles and mixtapes and all that stuff. You actually released the actual CD. So, like, every Tuesday, I would go to this record store, and I would actually buy whatever was the, the, the rap, or R&B, you know, joint that came out, you know, that week. It was always something. It was like every week, you know, that was something. Uh-huh. And we would go back, uh, you know, to the dorm or whatever, and we would just, you know, you know, listen to it, you know, all the time. Put it in the car. You had to hook it all up with your CD, you know, player. People probably don't even know what I'm talking about, the portable CD player or the portable <laughs> tape, you know, uh-huh. in your car. And you would just kind of ride around and, you know, listen to it. You know, this was – and before – to make like a, you know, now we have like the streaming and the Pandora and the Spotify, all this stuff that, you know, kind of makes it easy for us. Back then, you know, if you wanted like a mixtape, you would have to literally have the big radio with the two, you know, cassettes, you know, where you would like hit play for one and record on the other and put your songs together. You know, it took hours, <laughs> you know, to do. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't just hit the button on Pandora and, and have your, your Drake station and it just plays whatever. You know, if you wanted to make, and your lady was coming over, and you wanted to make an R&B mixtape. I mean, you had to have, like, the Jodeci CD, the, the Boys, the Men CD, you know, the new edition. You'd have to take and pick and choose the song no, and then no. put it on the tape and let it yep. all play and then, hope, and then hope the tape <laughs> or the CD doesn't get scratched, you know, while she was over there. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, funny, it's funny you mentioned that because me and my friend Jesus was just saying that a lot of these kids nowadays, they don't appreciate it because of those moments like that, when you, that, there was a song out, like, I, I'm throwing out a title, like, Paperboy came out on that song Diddy years ago. Right. I remember it took me, like, three months to find the perfect time to record it off the radio because I wanted that <laughs> intro. Because I want, you know, the intro, like, dun, 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 right. I didn't want to record it when you just started rapping, and, and you, you had to do this. If you wanted to get, quote-unquote, the best version of that record, you had to stay so focused listening to the radio for weeks sometimes to get, to get a good copy of it. Yeah, because um, I, I know we had a uh, hip-hop radio, R&B radio station, and they used to do like a top or some, you know, top 888, uh-huh. you know, remember those? Yep. Uh, yep. I guess they still do. I guess they still do. I don't listen to the radio I think no more. But like, I think they still do. Yeah, yeah top 888, and, and like you said, you had to sit there with your tape, you know, being ready to record because, you know, it wasn't like you could rewind. I mean, as soon as it was going, if you didn't hit it, you know, at the right moment, you know, you, you didn't, they were talking about uh, today, I think uh, it's the – 20th or 25th anniversary of uh, BBD uh, Poison. And uh-huh. I remember when that came out Whew. and just hearing it on the radio, and they played that song about 17 million times, but it never got old. It, it was like a whole still song. still isn't old, Rob. It still isn't old. No. No, I, you know, you know, I'm old school. So when I do use Pandora, you know, I'm on the I'm on the new edition BBD station, the the Joe to C station. You know, the the Tony Tony Tony. I, you know, that's how I know I'm getting old because I remember my mom used to listen to like you know she would listen to stuff like uh, Luther Vandross and Teddy Pendergrass, and I'd be like, why are you listening to that old stuff? You need to listen to this new stuff. And now I'm that guy that listens to the to the old stuff, and, you know, my daughter is, you know, listening to, you know, this new stuff, and I'm like, I don't even know what's going on here. <laughs> man, nice new Oh, yeah, Teddy Riley, man, you know that. Every artist in that new Jack Swing sound, they, they came up with a hit, and pretty much when you hear it now, it's kind of the same beat. 
but we didn't care. <laughs> it was pretty much the same formula. Bobby Brown had it. Everybody had the same formula. Nobody cared, though. It was it was banging. Every time you heard it, you'd be like, I, I got to hear it. Absolutely. We're joined here by Rob Latall of Black Sports Online, CEO. Uh, Rob, are you going to the, pa- the Pacquiao Mayweather fight? Uh, that's the plan. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, I want to tell you guys something, you know, because you know I, I can I can get a little more in detail, you know, with you guys uh, as opposed to some some others. You know, we've been doing fights. I, I did my first fight. It actually will be six years ago. Uh, it was Manny Pacquiao and Ricky Hatton, and you know we've been doing fights uh, pretty much very fights in UFC pretty regularly, uh, you know, since that time. And this is the only time I would say in the last. I don't know, two, three years that I've been like legitimately concerned or are they going to, you know, let, let me in the fight. You know, the, when I talk about in, I just mean like as press because there, there are so normally at fights, I mean, you have a few, you know, your major people or your major networks, they send, you know, one or two guys. And then, you know, the, the, the sites and websites that cover boxing regularly normally don't, don't have that big of a, you know, issue, you know, getting into the fight because boxing is sort of a, a niche sport now. But the the day right. that I heard that, you know, Skip Bayless and, and, and Stephen A. were setting up shop, I knew it was going to be an issue uh, for those smaller sites, you know, that, you know, cover boxing and go to these events, you know, they, they're going to get, you know, pushed out by all of this, you know, Access Hollywood and all these people that really don't know anything about boxing. And, you know, it's just one of those, you know, type of things. So my plan is to be there. I'm not, like, overly uh, concerned about it. But I do feel like it's not fair to sites, uh, you know, that, that maybe aren't as big as, as mine, but are sites that are dedicated to boxing and talk about boxing every day that help promote, you know, fights that aren't as big as Mayweather and Pacquiao, that they're probably going to get, you know, squeezed out uh, by, you know, people that, you know, this is probably the first boxing event that they've been right. to, you know, in some cases ever. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's fair, but, you know, hey, life is, you know, fair. <laughs> that's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once again, joined by Rob Latall, the CEO, the man, the people, BlackSportsOnline.com, right here at Olympic Radio Show. Um, you got words to say about Kevin Durant. He's out indefinitely, possibly the season. That's what Sam Presti is uh, alluding to right now. Um, how big a deal is this for the, the Thunder, Durant being out for the year, especially with the window that uh, he has between now and, of course, what could happen with him and free agency next, next summer? Well, you know, th- their year was pretty much kind of screwed right from the beginning, you know, with first off him getting hurt originally, and then, you know, Westbrook being kind of in and out. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, what that eighth seed, you know, but they could cause some noise. But, you know, what eighth seed, you know, it's just not happening. I mean, they, it's right. too tough. It's too tough in the West to go on the, you know, to be the road team and run through that. And they're not – it's not that it's just Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook. I mean, it's Ibaka. It's their bitch. I mean, they, they traded Reggie Jackson. Uh, they just don't have the horses. So for, for this year, it's probably best, you know, to just shut them down. You know, just literally, you know, just kind of shut them down. Uh, the long-term effect, you know, is really next year. Next year, you know, is the year that you know, everybody should be watching out for. Because assuming, uh, you know, knock on wood, they're, they're all healthy next year. Anything short, I would say, of a title or maybe a uh, Western Conference, you know, finals, uh, he's going to have to look really hard about, you know, maybe, you know, moving on to a situation uh, that's better for him because he could easily slide over to the East and make, 
you know, the Wizards, you know, a a, a top contender because I don't see the East getting that much better uh, right. anytime soon. Um, and then, you know, he ha- he doesn't know what Westbrook is going to do in 2017. So you, he doesn't want Westbrook could easily leave. And then if he re-ups, you know, then he, you know, he's kind of stuck there. And you don't want to be stuck as a number two all your life. You don't want to be a mace uh, to Diddy, you know, all the time, you know. So <laughs> he has to, you know, he has to think, you know, really hard about this. The first thing he got to do, first off, before anything else, he has to apologize to Lil B to get the base guy cursed. Oh, no, uh, there we him. go. <laughs> yeah, he got, he, I mean, he, even if you don't believe in it, and, you know, I'm not big on curses and things like that, I mean, at this point, it's just better to do it than to not, you know, do it. I'm just saying he should probably do that. I don't know what's going on. I think he's oh, going man. through what, what I like to call a mid-career crisis. We see that from time to time where a, a, an elite player has, like, a period of years where, you know, nobody really bugs him because he's young and he's kind of upcoming. And then they kind of hit this middle ground where people, especially if they don't have a title, uh, and, and you're considered a super superstar and Durant's on that level that people say, well, look, you know, he's great, uh, but if no title, you know, we're going to hold that against him. And I think it's really, you know, starting to get to him with some of the way he's kind of lashing out in the media and how he's lashing out on social, you know, media. I think it's, you know, he's having a bit of an identity crisis. And, you know, like I said, next year is, is really going to show, I think, what direction he's going to go in because either he's all in with Oklahoma City for several more years uh, which will be his prime years, assuming he's healthy, mm-hmm. or uh, he's going to have to make the LeBron move to try to be an assassin somewhere else and, and get that ring. But it's kind of unfair, though, in a sense, though, like since that final appearance in 2012, they can't catch a break. The year after that, Westbrook gets hurt, you know, during the playoffs. Is this Durant? They got knocked out of the playoffs. Then last year, Ibaka gets hurt. You know, San Antonio series, they probably should have won that series. Remember, they were down 2 nothing without Ibaka. Ibaka comes back immediately for game three, and that whole series changes. But, you know, they can't catch a break. And this, that's the thing about – that's the interesting thing, I think, about athletics in, 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 in general is that you can be a, a great player, and but circumstances out of your control it can stop you from being a legendary, you know, player. Um, right. And you take someone like LeBron, you know, who was a – obviously was a great player – uh, to the to the extent that people felt he should be a legendary player, so he had to make a move to to guarantee that. Now he may never you know win a title again, but he got those two, and pretty much you know that's enough to at least get you in a in a discussion with the 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 the, the, the you know the the top ten, top fifteen. You know when you're someone like Kevin Durant, you know if right. you don't get that title. You know, you're going to be lumped in there with the Patrick Ewans and the Charles Barkleys and the, the Carl Malones and John Stockton, you know, players that are elite, that are always going to be talked about, but it's always going to have that little but, you know, with them, you know. I'd much rather be like LeBron and have like, well, but he should have won more than but, you know, he didn't win at all. So, you know, that's, you know, that's, a, that's a big, you know, distinction. And I think that's bugging him, and and it's a lot of that stuff is out of his control. You know, injuries and and things and and, and trades and all of that stuff is kind of out of his control. What's in his control is free agency, and that's why he's going to have a very you know big decision you know next year. Gee, um, I just want to know what your opinion was real quick um, on what Bow Wow's comments were on 
Oh, that's it. Because just made a statement about the show Empire, and he said Empire, he thought stereotypes black black actors, but but yeah. can't, can't the argument be made that 85% of Bow Wow's career is one big stereotype? Well, listen, you know, <laughs> here's the thing about, 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 about stuff like this that I always try to tell people. You know, we, we, a lot of times we take something fun and, you know, and we just, we just, it, it's part of social media. We just over talk it to death. We just can't enjoy, uh-huh. you know, what it is. I mean, I, I grew up, my grandma loved watching uh, soap operas. So when I would stay with her in the summer, uh, I would watch these soap operas. You know, Empire is no different than uh-huh. the Young and the Restless or the Bold and the Beautiful or Dynasty or Dallas. All of those stereotype white people, uh, you know, it, as you know, as a lot of different things. Yep. Uh, so, but they're television shows. You know, when I watch The Fast and the Furious and they're flying out of cars, and doing all this stuff, you know, I don't say, oh, well, that's, you know, stereotyping, you know, you know, ra- you know uh, racers or anything like that. You know, when I watch, you know, Spider-Man or the Avengers, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a television show. It's a movie. It's a record. Uh, that's not real life. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's stereotypical in a lot of ways. But, you know, what's funny? Stereotypes. You know, that's why a lot of people find stereotypes funny. You know, I mean, take, take, the, take the show like Martin. Right? Is Sinead uh-huh. not a stereotype? Oh, of course she definitely. is. But, but, but she's funny. You know, is that, that, you know was, was Seinfeld, you know, I know you guys like to talk about Seinfeld. Seinfeld had so many stereotypes about, you know, white people. You know, Jewish community. Of course. The whole show was, was a stereotype, be it Kramer not working or Lane can't find a boyfriend or Jerry not having. I mean, it was, you know, you know, or George, you know, and his parents. I mean, think of, think of George's parents. How much more stereotypical, you know, could you be in New York? You know, so, gee, why, gee, why don't we bring Robin to show more often? Seriously, this guy, oh, man, I love this. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I, look, listen, Empire is silly. It's, it's, it's dumb, it's, but it's, it's entertaining. You know, like, when I watch a, 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 the NCAA, the tournament right now, these games are awful. Like, these people, like, look like they play sometimes, like, at the rec league. But they're entertaining because they're bad. Because, they, you know, and, and the last five minutes of the games are entertaining. Sometimes life is so serious. Like, listen, we got a lot of jack-up stuff going on in our society right now. A whole lot. Sometimes you just want an hour a drip drop. And, and and you should uh-huh. feel like dumber or stupid, or you should feel like you have to make a political a political statement because you want to watch an hour a drip drop. And to me, especially for myself, somebody the other day was like, um, they tweeted me, I forget who it was, and they were like, I was talking about the the Empire finale, and they're like, oh, a, a Heat uh, Blazer game is on, right? And I didn't see the back because I had a New Year's resolution of not answering stupid questions. But my, my, my thought process was, was this. I work, I get up around 8 o'clock every day. I don't go to sleep sometimes to around 1 or 2 o'clock. I am writing 30 stories a day. I'm going to events. I'm working 60, 70, 80 hours a week to entertain people, you know, to give people what they want, to, to give them stories and, and feedback and insider and all of this other stuff, right? I should be able to watch an hour of the drip drop hour and tweet about it if I want to. It's it's my life. So Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, Rob. Do you, let me ask you a question. Do you, do you consider Grayson Anatomy drip drop? 
Well, you know, I, well, it's a soap opera. I mean, how many? If you went to a hospital and had as much sex as the people as Grey's Anatomy, I mean, you feel crazy about them. Yeah, about uh, about uh, about them treating you because they were having so much sex, you know, on the show. Like you can take any show, any show at all. You can take the Cosby Show, and to me, that was like a reverse stereotype. Because uh-huh. it made white people think that black people was, was doing, all of us were doing well. We were doing, when, when any, I remember one time we, I, my grandmother was having this discussion with this, this white lady. And they were discussing something, and she was like, well, according to the Cosby's, you know, you guys are doing great. You know, so that's not true. <laughs> you, know, you, know, just, you know, just like just like we all are not good times. You know, we're, we also are all not, you know, doctors and lawyers that can have five we're human. and never have any money, money problems. So, to me, when someone like Bow Wow, and I'm not going to call him Shad Moss because they're Bow Wow, is, you know, <laughs> making these type of statements, I think people today make statements purely for attention, you know, retweets. Uh, DLTMG, uh-huh. whatever it may be. I think if you if you hooked up a lot of people to a lie detector test, they they're not as outraged or upset as they believe they are. They just want some attention. And to me, I don't say anything. Like if I don't care, I don't talk about it. Like a lot of stuff goes on, and I, I just don't care, so I don't talk about it. So if I say <laughs> something, then I actually you know care about it. But I can't even lie and, and see. I can't lie and be like. Yeah, empires, you know, races, and then he shouldn't have a term or whatever. Because <laughs> I don't care. I just want to be entertained by the the hot sixteen by Hakeem. I don't care that Jamal is gay, but he but he walks and like every time like, Jamal's gay, right? But every time yeah. somebody points a gun at him, he says, "Do it." Like I are they? I don't understand. Are they trying to like say, "Well, gay people have a death wish"? I don't know. I don't care because it's funny to me because, you know, it's funny that anybody, gay or not, with, with, with somebody pointing a gun at him would say, do it. That's not what I want him to say. I want to say, hey, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't shoot me. I don't want to get shot. He's absolutely right, though, because Jamal's had a gun in his face twice, and Jamal just twice. He's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, I'm so, you know what's funny? I'm so lost. Though. Like, I have yet to watch an episode of, of, uh, of uh, Empire yet. I, I, I actually, I, 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 I got to tell you, this, this, just with this conversation, I, I really, I, I think I'm, I'm going to stop watching it. I, I, it's entertaining. And, 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 as Rob said, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's trip drop. Sometimes you it's trip like, drop. Uh, you know, people, I don't get people. People watch, the, the same people that criticize are watching Love and hip hop and all of these other those these other reality shows, catfish, whatever it may be, uh, and that's fine. Because my thing is, I don't pay anybody's cable bill. You don't have to tell me what to watch. I'll tell you what to watch. But I do find it hypocritical, you know, if you can watch, you know, Benzino acting like a fool, that all of a sudden you have a conscience when you know Drip Drop is blasting through your television set. You know, that doesn't make any 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 sense. You know, to to me, you know, that's like a lot of times people like I, I do the little, you know, for the bros. Right. And people are actually like, what do I think about Amber Rose or Drea or something like mm-hmm. that? And I just I, I can't be hypocritical about that because they're an ends to a mean. I need them to, to act like that for me to, you know, make some money. So I don't have an opinion, you know, on them. Now, you know, if you ask me when I date them or all of this, like, that's, you know, that's totally different. You know, but as far as them, you know, being half naked all the time, 
I have no opinion on it. I don't care. All I care is that you, the people, like that they're half naked all the time because I got bills to pay and, and I want to go to Hooters. It's important. So, I, I, like I said, I just think in our social media world now, everybody has to have a take. Everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be known. Um, I try to tell people every once in a while I speak at a conference. I'm like, look, I was doing this when I had dial-up Internet. So it wasn't. It, it's not like me just showing up on the scene and doing this. So all of this stuff that people are doing now, you know, I was doing four, five, six, seven, you know, years ago. I tell that's what people like when they ask me about like the Mayweather fight. I'm like, you know, I've been going to fights. You know, before it was you know cool to go to 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 fight. You know, we were we were at the Super Bowl when they didn't let any you know websites go to the Super Bowl. So we did all of this stuff in the hope that others you know down the road would be able to do it. But we had no clue, you know that that media would be the way it is, you know, now. So like I said, a lot of it I just you know, I don't I don't care what Bow Wow has to say. I don't care what, you know, anyone has to say. If you like if you like drip drop, <laughs> if you like Grey's Anatomy, like people all the time get mad because I say I like, you know, Seinfeld better than Martin. It's not that I don't like Martin, it's that I just like Seinfeld better and there's no rule that says, well if you black you got to, you know, like Martin, you know, exactly. better than Tyson. Exactly, I think it's, exactly. You know, I'm right with you, man. Yeah. So I'm I, right with you, man. You know, that's the way I look at it is that just do – people in general should do more about what they want to do as opposed to do things what they think others care that they do. And I'm, I'm kind of like that is that, you know, whatever floats your boat, cool with me. You know, if you like Sasha, you like Martin, you, you like, you know, the drip drop hour, you you know, you, you'd rather watch Nashville. I, I mean, that's it's you. Do whatever. I say the day, and I don't know the exact day that it happened, but it happened at some point. There was a day in my life where, you know, you know, I was young and, you know, I would do stuff because I thought it was what needed to be done or that's what I thought people wanted me to do or I was trying to show out or whatever it may be. But there was a point in my life where I was like, you know something? I'm just going to be who I am. And literally from that point on, I've been succeeding. This, you know, from the point I say, you know, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. You know, people say, oh, man, we, don't, we hate the, 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 the stories that are not about sports. So what do I do? I just make more stories about not sports. And it becomes one of the biggest parts of the, of, of the site that people supposedly don't like. They say they didn't like the Twitter stories. Oh, we hate the Twitter stories. What are you doing? You can't do Twitter stories. Anytime something happens on Twitter between two black people, I'm the first one that they tweet. Hey, man. This is probably going to be up on BSO in, in an hour. Like, they like they don't even understand that I'm not looking for it. It always finds, you know, me. Like, like one day, I was I was just trying to watch, like, a, a WWE pay-per-view, and people kept hitting me up. Hey, man, you going to put this up? Well, we need you to put this up to clarify what's going on with this story. And I'm like, I thought you guys hated this. You know, so what I've learned is people say – a lot of different things, especially online, and they don't really mean it. Because, you know, like I go to places all the time, and I'm out with people. I'm not, like, hiding or anything. I'm in the, in the, in the streets, you know, with the people. And, and, and I'll be waiting on what I hear on Twitter to, you know, manifest itself, like, in real life, and it never does. You know, I, I, don't, I don't see the, the Instagrams. I don't, I don't see that. I just see normal people having a normal good time you know, doing normal things. So, you know, I kind of take social media, you know, as it is and just hope, like really, really hope that 
the people that are kind of out there on social media kind of crazy like that they're just a small minority of normal, regular people out there actually living their lives. Anyway, you can follow Rob Latall on Twitter, at BSO. Man, that was an awesome segment, man. Rob, we're going to have you on again soon, seriously. That was awesome. Can I use can I use Drip Drop for myself now? Can I, is that okay? Can I use can I, can I, oh, yeah, yeah, Is that copyrighted by you? Hey, Drip Drop is for the people. <laughs> I mean, All right, man. It's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you should use that as your intro song. I'm going to keep that right now. I'll, 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 I'll never have enough drip tonight. drop. I'll send it. That's, That's a great idea. idea. That's a great idea. All right, Rob, take care. Have a good weekend, man. All right, bye-bye. That was a great interview, man. That was a great time. Rob Latall, um, once again, blacksportsonline.com. Uh, great time. By the way, guys, uh, once again, if you don't know, if you can't, if you want to follow the show, uh, of course, we, we you can find the show on iTunes. You can find the show on Stitcher Radio. Um, we're now on iHeartRadio too. Where you can find us on iHeartRadio um, through NGSCSports.com, NGSC Sports. Um, you can also find the syndicated show as well on NGSC Sports Radio Network. Uh, more over the place these days, man. Honestly speaking, it's definitely growing. Um, and what you'll get, obviously, on the feed here on the, on the iTunes feed and, and Stitcher Radio feed. You'll get, obviously, the radio show we do every Friday. It'll be on this feed as well um, after it's done. Uh, you'll also get the daily podcast we'll do once a week. We do, we'll do a podcast every so often, uh, a couple times a week, maybe once a week, twice a week. Depends on how we're feeling. We've got a guest in. If it's a big, if it's a big story or maybe a, a good interview we want to do, you'll get the podcast uh, on there. Um, and even sometimes you'll you'll hear a couple of my radio spots. I, I do radio spots uh, across the country. I do Fox Sports uh, but up in New Mexico with uh, Steve Bordstein. I do... A couple of my good friends who have their own radio shows or podcasts, I join their shows. Typically, when I do a show on somebody's uh, network, if if they're okay with it, I put the f- interview on here so you guys enjoy and follow up with the stuff I'm doing. So, if you notice, the feed is it's a lot more stuff than just the radio show and you have the podcast, daily podcast, and then, you know, even some radio spots I do uh, across the country. So, um, but yeah, uh, that, like I said, that, that great interview. Well, definitely do more of these going forward. More of these, uh, uh, I mean, like I said, this wasn't planned. The radio show wasn't, you know, we just, the interviews for the radio show is for the radio show, but I felt this interview had to be singled out because it was just a great time with me, G, and Rob. And um, he'll be on again, um, I'm sure, in a couple weeks or a couple months, whatever. Um, he's, he's definitely a great personality out there. Once again, if you follow him on Twitter, at BSO. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at EJChristian7, GSTLIO, at GWSTWLIO. Anyway, we're out. Later.